hey hey and welcome back to the single mother's guide to the galaxy yes it's season two and it's episode one and i finally got my shit together and thought i better record this because <laughs> um, i think i said a couple of months ago oh stay tuned because you know i'm gonna do an episode and bum, bum. um i think i procrastinated or maybe i just wasn't in a great headspace or the right headspace um I really don't know and I don't have um, an answer because uh, I actually have had quite a bit of time and um, where I could have actually kicked this off. So anyway, look, let's get into it. So what we have is um, random questions. Now, um, for those of you that don't know, sunny Sydney is under lockdown as like most of Australia is. Uh, this is our second lockdown. And um, I think it's been like six weeks, maybe. Something like that, I don't know. That was just a figure that stuck in my head, but it could have been from a discussion last week I had or the week before, I don't know. Anyway, we're around six weeks and, um, you know, I think we just need to acknowledge that, you know, it must be hell for some people out there. Um, you know, I know I'm, I'm fortunate enough uh, to be, you know, in lockdown with, you know, two my two kids, which, yeah, they're a little painful sometimes, but generally speaking, I love them and they're pretty good little kids. But, you know, I just don't think I would have been able to cope being in lockdown with a partner. I just, oh, I think that would just be really, 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 really hard. Um, you know, I think it would have just would have driven me completely nuts. So I've been really lucky that it's just been me and the boys. Um, but anyway, look, for our first episode, I basically got some people to, you know, just ask me any questions. I said just random questions and they're pretty good questions actually. And it, it's really funny because you, you don't tell them what it's about. You just like, just ask whatever you want. So I'm going to get, get into episode one and we're just going to have a look and answer all the questions. So stay tuned guys and I'll be back very, 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 very soon. Hey Mel, it's Matthew Ferguson, your favourite question asker of all times, I'm sure. Um, lockdown, sanity, sobriety, safety or sexless, what has been your biggest challenge? Sanity, sobriety, safety, or sexlessness? Oh, okay. There's this thing that I've seen, and it was sort of saying about, well, you know, when you're in a lockdown, you either come out a hunk, a monk, a chunk, a drunk, or in a permanent funk. Um, just, you know, I'm really cautious how to answer this because I know my dad and my brothers and my family, my auntie and everyone listens. My aunt's fine. Like, she's just like, you know, she's always, yeah, just be open and talk about it. But I know my brothers cringe, so um, let me think. Okay, if I had a choice, what would I do? What am I struggling with? What's been my biggest struggle? It'd be a little bit of the sanity, I think. I, I think it's kind of, um, well, I don't know. Like, okay, so if I look at it this way, so sanity, you know, we all have our insane days and I think it just gets magnified, you know, when it's sort of a bit groundhog day-ish, but um, I've actually decided, you know, this lockdown, the one thing I said to myself, well, you know, I've got two choices in this lockdown. I can either thrive 
or just survive. So I kind of went with the whole I'm going to thrive and I've been pushing my creative pursuits forward. So in terms of Sandy, I've not really been bored because I've got like second book coming out. I've been um, been uh, writing articles for Sydney Sentinel. I've been doing a bit of Instagram TV with Surrey Hills Live. So um, yeah, sobriety. Look, I'm on this program at the moment. Um, so, you know, those of you that have sort of listened to me on other shows, um, I've actually um, doing a 12-week transformation program with the Matthew Mellor movement. And um, with that, I've kind of lost like weight. I lost, I've lost six kilos. I'm still on it. Um, and so to do that, it, it does require a very nice level of sobriety. Um, <laughs> very nice level of sobriety. <laughs> don't know what that means. But yeah, um, so basically, I think so far... Um, in a permanent funk from the list and your sanity, I would say I'm pretty okay. Um, sobriety versus drunk, I would say, um, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm not, you know, I'm kind of, yeah, just trying to be a bit healthy on this program. Um, in terms of safety, we're pretty, oh, you know, it, it does get a bit scary. And sometimes when I see people around that just aren't following the um, government health orders, you know, sometimes I feel like saying to people, look, if you just want to get out, just fucking do it. And then, you know what, go and shout to your heart's content, um, you know, and wear your mask on your toe or whatever you want to do. Um, so there's a bit of that. There's sexless, okay, so my three things left so the chunks fine so I've got the chunk and the drunk that's going to be fine because with the sobriety and doing this program that I'm on now the and also the hunk I might be, come out a hunk maybe a monk I would have to say I haven't struggled with anything actually haven't I, I don't think I have maybe occasionally you know the kids drive me a little insane but you know I wouldn't say I'm, I'm struggling with my sanity um you know what I've just decided I'd love to come out a hunky monk out of all this, it's much better than a chunky drunk in a permanent funk. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So Matthew, um, yeah, I haven't haven't struggled per se, but I, I do have some goals that I'd like to achieve. And as I said before, it would be to be a hunky monk. Um, don't know if that answers it, Matthew, but I know you will come back and you will tell me um, whether I've actually nailed it or just bailed it. All right, thanks, Matthew. How has the pandemic changed your dating? Hey Melly Melly, thank you for your question. Um, was that your husband yelling out or calling someone a dickhead in his phone conversation in the background? Sorry, I did have to write down your question because I kept replaying it. I'm trying to listen to what he was saying in the background. Um, anyway, uh, okay. How has the pandemic changed my day today? I tell you what I do like is that I'm not running against the clock, you know, like lunch boxes, brush your teeth. Yeah, of course they gotta brush their teeth, but it's not like I'm trying to fit everything in, you know, by 8.30 and you know, between me having my shower, getting dressed, everything, and then you've got lunch boxes and that's what so I'd say that I'm more chilled in this. Um, you know, I have been I mean homeschooling, I'm shit at it. I, I know that for sure. But you know, I kind of negotiated with my work recently if I could take half a day leave two days a week just to make sure the boys don't slip too far behind because I'm trying I'm finding um 
trying to answer emails and have meetings while they're asking questions about schooling you know I'm just I'm actually just over the stress of that so I just thought you know what I'm gonna take half a day leave um, in the morning and then log on from lunchtime onwards and that's just to make sure that you know the boys like they're getting the proper attention from me to help answer some questions and that um, the other thing I think what's changed my day today is I've become like rando brando where I just send people like random messages like hey how you going just checking in I think I'm, I kind of make more more of an effort and I'm more conscious that everyone is in different circumstances and you know and situations that you know it's really important to try and hold that connectivity together with your community um and when i say community i mean like your friendship community your family community so i'd say you know um yeah i'd say it's i'm just a bit more aware of being connected um but i'm also enjoying the pace like ugh, it's heaven um anyway that's it and um, i hope i answered your question mel and thank you so much and can you just confirm if your husband actually did call someone and did get in the background because i'm just trying to figure it out <laughs> thanks mel Hi Mel, I've got a two-part question for you. Uh, workplaces can have levels of sexist attitudes, policies and processes. Uh, which ones do you most frequently find yourself dealing with? And what advice would you give men who want to help improve workplace equality and safety? I know there'd be questions and it's not always, it's up to women to tell men what to do and stuff, but um, I just thought you would have good advice and I wondered what it would be. Thank you. Travis, you legend. Great questions. Um, so in terms of like sexist attitudes, policies that I've encountered in the workplace, and also you had two part question, men, workplace equality and safety. Um, you know, I can bundle this up together because I truly believe it all comes down to language. You know, it's like the language that people use um, about, you know, you think about it like um you know in the workplace if people started using the term you know um paternal more than maternal like maternity care parental care all that sort of stuff because what it actually does is it creates this thing where you know if a woman has a baby what happens if a woman does have the baby but she's the primary care you know um the primary breadwinner and wants to go back to work early and the husband actually wants to stay home and look after the kids the problem is is that the conditions allow more you know leave for her so um you know i think it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of looking at how we view everything you know do we view men and women as equal you know parents in terms of you know looking after the kids um yeah it, it's a hard one because i don't I don't really feel like, you know, I mean, of course I've been discriminated discriminated against by some men in the workplace, but I also have been by women. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's kind of moved away from the men versus women thing. And it's really just coming down to a language um, by both sexes that's based on respect, that also sees them as equals. And when I say equals, I mean like equal to be able to both be primary carers of children. You know, there's this whole thing and there's still this 
stigma if a guy says I'm always a stay-at-home dad or daddy daycare you know it, it's like it's it's language I really believe that and I think if people curb their language on a lot of things um, that's where you notice the change because you know we all speak and we all talk and it actually becomes almost hypnotic that you know when, when people are saying oh daddy daycare laughing you actually think about it they're basically saying that it's like Disney dad when in fact he could be you know he is the primary carer of the children I don't know I, I really do think it's language I don't know what do you think did I just waffle that I'm gonna play it back and see if I oh, you know what let's just see how it goes but yeah I think that's where I'd be going Travis Hi Mel, uh, I got a question for you. What is your most irrational fear? My most irrational fear. Oh God, I've got some. I can tell you. Um, commitment would be what? No, just kidding. <laughs> Actually, it might be. I don't know. <laughs> I would say spiders. Or anything with scales. Seriously, I just, I can't cope. I cannot cope. Spiders, I cannot cope. I remember once I was driving down the Kominara Parkway, and I don't know if any of you know, but this is really windy road, and a spider crawled across my steering wheel. I almost died. Do you know, I actually, while the car was moving at a decent pace, I tried to open the car door to roll out onto the road to get out of the car away from the spider that was on my steering wheel. I don't know what happened. I think I've got angels watching me or something. Something just clicked in and it was like, get a grip. Do not jump out of your moving vehicle right now onto a road um, because there's a spider on your steering wheel. So I just pulled up the handbrake and then the car skidded off the road and I ran into these like garbage bins on the side of the road, like oh, it must have been like collection day or something. And I just saw these bins go up in the air and um, people ran out of their house like, oh my God, what happened? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, oh my God, there was a spider on my steering wheel. I just remember their look. It, they just looked really confused. But yeah, I, I do have a fear and anything like snakes, cockroaches, beetles, oh no, and goannas, they are so ugly, and lizards, and geckos, and um, I don't know, yeah, just basically most stuff, I guess, that doesn't kind of, yeah, yeah, because you know what, if someone said to me, you've got two choices, go into a cage, that is full of spiders and snakes or go into a cage with a lion, I'll tell you now, I reckon I'd take the lion. Yep, I'd take the lion. I, I really would. Thank you so much for your question. I really appreciate it. And a slightly more serious question, I suppose. Um, as you know, Mel, I, I suffer quite badly from, um, or not suffer, that's not the right word, live with um, quite severe anxiety and depression. And I've found it really hard during um, COVID with the constant news cycle um, uh, of bad news. Um, I've had to stop watching um, the news because I find that that really, really um, sets my mood badly. Um, and so now I read the news and I only read the news. Um, how have you dealt with the, the news cycle and how have you um, sourced your information and how have you stayed informed during this time? Um, and just FYI, that growling sound is, is, is two of my dogs um, fighting in the background. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah.
the dogs in the background. Love it. Um, let me think. Um, I guess the way I look at it is I kind of look at things like when I find things really difficult and I do this whether it's at work sometimes or arguments with people whatever I think I've, I've treated it the same way where I take every bit of emotion out of what I'm receiving and look at it in a very pragmatic way almost like a reading like it's almost like a typewriter I just go into this zone where I'm like you know what take the emotion out because if there's no emotion um you know being invested then what happens is i just look at it as face value and they're just words you know i'm reading it they're just words okay yep we're going into lockdown for another four weeks yep there's been an increase in cases yep okay so what does this mean for me and my family how am i going to you know look at you know conquering that day in the safest way possible for the three of us so i would actually say i'm a bit like that you know it's almost like yeah i think for me um and how do i get information well it's almost a little bit like the school you know um I rely on a lot of parents so sometimes I do rely on friends like I'll just say hey did you watch you know whatever today what did you see um, and then sometimes I watch it but then again as I said I just I withdraw myself out of any emotion in it and I think that makes it easier where I just look at it from you know like I've got people that ring me or people that text me and you know they're frantic about stuff and and, and what I actually do when they do that I remove myself because I think you know what there is so much if you think about there is so much that could go wrong by me losing my shit um so it for me it's just a, a protective way of saying you know i just need to get on with um every day and um yeah that i don't know did i answer your question i'm starting to waffle i might need a glass of shampoos <laughs> another one <laughs> but yeah um but yeah on a more serious note though matthew i really do think for me it's just I just have to withdraw the emotion out of all of it and that's the best way that I can kind of, you know, move through it without getting, without buying into the hype and all the, you know, there's just so much anxiety out there. So I really, I really, really do feel for you and I think that's why I do it the way I do where I just strip it back from emotion look at it as only words because you know my, my fear would be you know having you know, like having some major anxiety um, attacks being locked up with these two little ones and yeah so I think it's just something that I do to protect all of us um, together where I just sort of stand back and look at it for what it is um, did that work did that I mean, not work obviously but I hope I answered your question Hey, Mel, can't wait to listen to your new podcast. Well, my question for you is, um, while admiring your efficiency and productivity, I struggle to understand what's the actual secret. I know you need a few hours of sleeping less than an average human being, but is there some other secret that you could share? Probably any tricks about avoiding procrastination? Looking forward to hearing your answer. Bye. Oh wow, you said, was oh, it productivity and efficiency around my name? 
somewhere. It wasn't exactly next to it, I don't think, but it was around it. So I am on it and I am shouting the next bottle of wine when we come out of lockdown to say cheers. And you know what? Thanks for your question. Thanks for your question. Um, let me think. Um, well, I don't know. Unlike KFC and Colonel Sanders, I don't really have the 20 secret herbs and spices to be able to tell you how not to procrastinate or how to become more efficient or productive. Um, Look, I've got a few things that I do. Um, number one is I've got like this, it's like a dream board sort of thing. Like, so it, it sits on my desk and um, it's just got the outputs that I want in my life. And, you know, so whether, you know, it, it's just like, what do I want to achieve in my life? What, what do I actually want to achieve? I, I want a house for my kids. I want, you know, all these different things and I want a happy home and all of that. So, you know, I, I think, um, you know, and I want obviously some material material things and you know I also um, eventually want to work be you know uh, towards becoming a voice for women you know I think that's ultimately what I'd love to do I'd, I'd love to you know create more community awareness about you know homeless women over 55 you know about women in domestic violence situation you know I think for me that is I feel like I've have this sense of you know belonging when I and passion when I do stuff like that you know I, I want to be able to help women and offer advice in some ways well you know not necessarily me but it might be you know like my website's being rebuilt to become like this online women's magazine to really give women tips on things you know whether it's about the workplace whether it's about dating whether it's financial whatever I'm a style you know there's a lot of stuff on there but um yeah so I'd say for me I got this I had this dream board and so sometimes when I start, you know, screwing about, <laughs> screwing, screwing it a lot about, um, I look at it and it just triggers me to put your head back down, keep working. Um, there's that, but there's also mind maps. So sometimes when I'm procrastinating, I find a lot of my procrastination is based because I don't see the outcome clearly. If I can't visualize where I'm trying to go, I get a bit lost in the fog. And then I go on Instagram, you know, watch these hot young men doing dances with their shirt off, you know, that thing they do on TikTok over there, boom, and then they're in another outfit, boom, then they're in another outfit, boom, then they're in another outfit. God, I'm showing my age. Uh, <laughs> I might, you know, I do, I do stupid stuff that you know it just entertains me for a split second for instant gratification but doesn't actually get me to my end journey um so i do this thing called it's like a mind map so i'll start like at the bottom of the page or no in the center of the page it'll be like this is me and then i put all my goals towards the outside of the page sort of thing like i put all my goals around there then what i do is i do a line from the little center me to each goal and then i write all the steps that i need to do to get to that goal and i think that becomes like my to-do list my dad used to do this with me as a child and he did it with me a few times um not that long ago a couple of years ago and i was going through a really um hard time here just got the paper out and started doing a rope you know one of those mind maps with me so i don't know that that works for me it may not work for everyone but you know as i said i'm not you know i'm not colonel sanders but i'm giving it a good go i hope i help dog i really do and if i didn't two bottles are on me So, uh, just a random question, Mel, not that you've told me any stories or anything, or I have preconceived knowledge of what's been happening in your household, but what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you on a Zoom, a work Zoom, during COVID?
you know what? <laughs> Perfect question to wrap this episode up and we will wrap it up. But um, there hasn't been a most embarrassing because they're all bloody embarrassing. You know, I've had everything, I think. I, I really, you know, I, I think if my work colleagues didn't understand the craziness of my house before they do now. Um, you know, I think I've had a video, I've had a Zoom meeting or where there's actually the kids were fighting in the background. And, you know, I do tell them before, I'm like, did you do this? Did you do that? Do, do, do. And I don't know what happens. It just, someone loses it. And there was a shoe that flew behind my head. So it's like I'm talking. And there's this, I just see this shoe and it was like the matrix and slow motion go behind my head. Um, I had another meeting where, you know, I was chatting and I don't know how much they saw, but my kids were literally, I don't know, they were, they've been introduced to wrestling, you know, and I, I don't like that stuff. But anyway, they were trying to do like smackdowns or something. And I'm kind of talking on the phone, you know, like, well, you know, obviously like video calling and trying to explain stuff. And I, and I, you know, there's, they're just smackdown and then anyway, I had to get the phone and in front of my colleagues look totally cool, calm and collected and I'm texting their father under the table saying, can you call these two? You know, I'm in a meeting and they, they're doing wrestling in the background. All of a sudden the phone rings and I had to put the, you know, thing on mute because I actually like sort of became like a, what is it? Like, um, you know, sort of whispered like you guys are so in so much trouble and um so yeah so anyway the phone rang and I had you know my mic on mute and I handed them the phone because I had to get their dad to stab it because I was literally presenting and I had these two little wombats behind me doing stuff nose um but yeah i think we did like a, a trivia night and um i was a co-host and i was reading my questions and then we were chatting and all of a sudden one of my children decided to sort of semi moon behind my back and i couldn't see it and everyone's going is that your son and i'm like Ooh. and um yeah I turn around his butt's in the air and i'm just like oh shit um so yeah there's been some stuff that's happened but you know what this is lockdown and, and this is a thing this is the one thing i want to say to everyone if i can um just be patient be kind to one another you know, and, and it's like with the kids, like honestly, that, that mooning episode, I was, I was, I was pretty livid. No, actually I wasn't livid because I think I died on the spot. So every feeling in my boat and all the blood just seeped out of me. But um, to me, I was, I was mortified. But, you know, and then when I got the, I, I thought, okay, that, you know, it's not acceptable. But then I realized, wait, we're in lockdown. You have no normal routine that you're used to. And I thought, that is like everyone else. So, you know, when I go out and some people act really weird, I just go, just be patient, be kind. You know, that's the best you can do. And, and, and you know, and I think for me, the random check-ins on people, guys, if you can do it with different people, you know, it doesn't have to be a, like a phone call. It can just be like, whether it's Instagram or Messenger, Facebook. But, you know, I just think, I, I just think you just don't know what that other person is going through by them. Some of them are by themselves and then they're in their houses and, you know, some of them feel it's just so bleak, but, you know, I've got told by one person, you know, um, 
the amount of times that you check in on me, it's amazing because no one else does. And you kind of feel really sad. And, you know, I feel so lucky that I've got so much love in my household. Um, but, yeah, so I think that wraps up episode one. I don't know how long it's gone for. And I'm sorry if it waffled and waffled. But, Matthew, thank you for that last question and highlighting the fact that, this is why I prefer audio calls at work. I, I really, the video calls when the kids are home, I'm like on high alert. I feel like border security. I'm like, oh, that's it. You know, and um, yeah, I'm like Action Jackson, ready to battle. <laughs> but look, guys, you know what? Stay safe. I don't know what I'm going to do for the next episode. Maybe I'll just keep doing questions for now, every episode, because there's not really much that I can talk about because I'm not going anywhere. But um, you know what? Thanks for tuning in, and I appreciate everything that you guys do. Like. You